Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Rates and Lanes with Rico Mohammed. This is the show where we improve your knowledge of the freight market, improve your bottom line, and improve the transportation industry as a whole. We're talking rates and lanes. Let's move on down the audio road. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Rico Mohammed, and this is the Rates and Lanes Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us tonight. Wanted to uh, let everyone know that we have a special announcement tonight. Kevin Lisa Rutherford has sent out notification to all of the hosts of different podcasts that we all have been awarded one seat to give away to one lucky listener of each of our shows. And so tonight, I wanted to, um, I don't think time is going to permit, I had something that came up right before we went on air, but um, we wanted to kind of get a couple of ideas, wanted some feedback on from you guys as to what do you think would be a good way to award this seat? Should we do a trivia question? Should we just have a do it by random caller. Wanted some input from you guys to see what would be the best way to award this one seat to the uh, 2017 CMC Live. Of course, we want for you to be able to attend the CMC Live and be able to fully participate. So if you're not familiar with um, everything that is going that has ever happened at the CMC Live, I can just tell you. Um, I've been to a couple of CMCs. They are really transformational. It's a transformational week. It's, a, it's five full days packed with nothing but really good, solid information for you to improve your operation and your business. And on top of that, you're going to be around some of the top people in the industry that are there also listening, learning, and participating. And it helps you to be able to build some relationships that will last a lifetime, potentially. You, you know, you're going to meet people from all different walks of life that are have some of the same struggles and some of the same things that you may be feeling and that you may be going through. They're going to be right there at the CMC. You get a chance to, to sit down, break bread with them, sit down and learn uh, from all of the different speakers and the different people that are there at the CMC from the different vendors, uh, one of the things that always stood out from, uh, for me when I went to the CMC was um, seeing Mike Beckett actually work his magic and uh, aligning trucks up right there in the parking lot uh, with string duct tape, a pen, and a uh, um, yeah, a pen and a piece of paper. That was that was you know that was a really eye-opening uh, experience for myself, and so just. That from speakers like Larry Winget to even, uh, um, you know, whether it be Kevin himself. I mean, I know we're all used to listening to Kevin, but the, being at the CMC is a whole different, um, it's a very different experience. And I just would like, for, um, would like to just share that with you guys. If you've never been to a CMC, it's definitely worth the investment. But, hey, what's better than free 99? 
So we want to come up with some different ideas. We want some input from you guys. You can go over to the Racing Lanes Facebook page and give us some suggestions. We have to give this seat away. Uh, this contest must be completed by July 31st. Uh, so if you are the fortunate winner of the seat, we want to may be able to make sure and confirm that you will be able to have the week that it's going to take to participate at the CMC um, so that you can get the full experience and value of being able to attend the CMC. So that was one of the special announcements that I had to get out, uh, make sure that I wanted to get out today. We got informed of this last week, and I kind of overlooked it. I wanted to make sure that we got that out to you guys today and that, uh, you know, get you guys thinking about it. We got a little bit of time, uh, but we want to think of some different things. We want to try to get some input from you guys as to how or what would be a good way to award that seat to one of our special listeners. Uh, I got a couple of different ideas in mind, but I just want to get some feedback from you guys before I throw it out there. And without any further ado, um, of course, tonight we don't have any special uh, special guest co-hosts, um, so it's just going to be you and me. If we don't have a bunch of questions, we may wrap it up a little early, but I'm going to go ahead and run through everything that we normally run through from the uh, USDA Fruit and Vegetable Report, the DAT Trend Lines Report, and also the Bad Broker Report. And we welcome, we still welcome your interaction and your questions and your calls. So if you got a question or if you got something that you would like to participate and say, you can go ahead and press the number one. Lovely daughter Fatina is back fresh off the plane from China, screening phone calls for us tonight. So, uh, yeah, definitely go ahead and if you want to participate, press number one and we'll get to you before we get out of here tonight. With that being said, without any further ado, let's go and begin as we normally always do with this week's USDA report, fruit and vegetable report from the USDA. Uh, areas that are showing shortages, and of course, as we always do, this full report is available for you over on the Rates and Lanes podcast. All you have to do is go over there, click on the picture. There's a picture of the first page of the report up there. You can click on that picture or click on the link, and you will get the full report. The full report is about five to six pages. It has some very detailed information on there. Do not, as I always try to remind you, uh, the rate information that they have on there, take that with a grain of salt. It's a uh, much higher inflated rate than what has really ever been seen from anyone that I know of running any of those lanes. So just take that into consideration, too. Don't think that when you see those rates on there that that's what it's supposed to be paying or should be paying because those rates are a little bit skewed. Um, but getting right into the report, this week areas with shortages – Outright shortages, and as we always say, this the, the anomaly, the two places that are first on the on the list, Central and South Florida, West District Florida, they are showing that those places are showing shortages of trucks. As we always warn, Florida is the exception to the rule. Make sure you got something lined up before you jump up and go running down to Florida and you get stuck down there in a bad area uh, with a ton of trucks in the area, and uh, you're not able to get out of there. 
or you're having to come out of there for way less than what you anticipated. We don't want that to happen to you. Uh, another area showing shortage of trucks, Charleston, Beaufort District, South Carolina. Uh, I can tell you that that is probably pretty accurate as far as there being a shortage. Um, I'm running over to Charleston on a regular basis now doing some of the stuff that I do. Um, and on the way out, there's always plenty of freight to be had coming out of Charleston as right now. Areas that are showing slight shortages, southern New Mexico showing a slight shortage of trucks. Moving on through the report, areas that you may want to avoid or make sure that you take a little bit of extra money in when you're going booking loads into these areas, those are Columbia Basin, Washington, Yakima Valley, and Winchie District, Washington. Both of those areas are showing slight surpluses of trucks. Areas where you want to uh, make sure that you may want to avoid, or better yet, make sure you get a really great rate to go in there because you're probably going to have to walk the plank coming out of there if you're working spot market rates. San Luis Valley, Colorado, they are showing an outright surplus of trucks in that area. Moving right along, jumping from the USDA trend lines report over to this week's DAT trend lines report. Um, for the week of June 11th through the 17th, load board activity subsided from the previous week in which the national load to truck ratio for all equipment types hit its highest mark in years. Despite the dip in the load to truck ratio, rates did not fall. National average rates held steady for vans and reefers, while rates for flatbeds increased by one cent per mile. Rates for all equipment types remained at their highest level in nearly two years, which is always welcoming information for us here on this side of the equation, especially if you're working primarily in the spot market or if you are trying to work the spot market sporadically. We want to make sure that we keep those rates up. Jumping into the dry van segment of the national van and the national van demand and capacity portion of this report, the load to truck ratio for vans receded after surging the previous week due to the annual road check that tightened capacity. Nationally, low posts declined by 1%, increased by 9%. That caused the load to truck ratio to fall 9% down to 5.2 loads per truck. The national average van rate was unchanged compared to the previous week. Taking a look back historically at the same time last year, van load posts jumped up 22% in May compared to April. Truck posts also rose 13%, con contributing to 8% increase in the national load to truck ratio at 3.7 van loads per truck, the ratio was up by 109% from where it was at the same exact time last year, May of 2016. The national average load to trucks for dry vans for this week is sitting at 5.2 loads per truck. And the national average fuel price for diesel is down by 1.2% 
a national average of $2.49 for diesel. So with rates surging, diesel prices dropping, that's always a really good indicator for us on this side of the equation. Let's jump over and take a look and see how the rates were performing over the previous week for dry vans. The national average van rate was unchanged last week, holding steady at a national average of $1.79 per mile. Rates increased in several major markets, including Atlanta, Houston, and Los Angeles. Taking a look and a breakdown of the spot market around the country, breaking it down by region. Starting out in the northeastern portion of the United States, we have Philadelphia, Pennsylvania checking in, showing average spot market rates for dry vans at $1.68 per mile. Moving down into the southeast portion of the United States, we have Atlanta, Georgia checking in, showing average spot market rates at $2.19 per mile. Jumping up into the Midwest, Chicago, Illinois, showing a strong $2.03 per mile coming out of the Midwest of Chicago, Illinois. Moving down into the south central portion of the United States, Dallas, Texas being the representative city, showing average spot market rates at $1.76 per mile. And moving out west to Los Angeles, California, leading the charge, leading the pack, leading the nation, average spot market rates coming out of L.A. at $2.30 per mile. Very robust market coming out of the West Coast right now for dry vans. Moving back, taking a look at uh, historical data for van rates, the national average van rates increased $0.02 cents in May compared to April. At $1.69 per mile, the national average rate was $0.15 cents higher than it was in May of 2016. So let's go on and jump over into the U.S. flatbed demand and capacity portion of the trend lines report. The flatbed load-to-truck ratio declined a bit after hitting its highest level in years. In the previous week, flatbed load posts held steady, while truck posts increased 11%. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to dip by 10% to 44.5 loads per truck. The national average average flatbed rate was unchanged compared to the previous week. Taking a look back historically, compared to April, flatbed load posts dropped 3% in May, while truck posts rose 16%. That pushed the load-to-truck ratio down by 16% to 36.6 loads per truck nationally compared to May of 2016. The ratio, the load-to-truck ratio has soared 117%. The uh, national average for flatbeds as of this week is sitting right around 44.5 loads per truck. Let's take a look at how those flatbed rates were performing on the spot market over the previous week. Spot market flatbed rates increased one cent to $2.16 per mile on average, the highest weekly national average in nearly two years. Historically, looking at flatbed rates increased $0.03 cents in May compared to April. 
the national average of $2.10 per mile was $0.18 cents higher than it was in May of 2016. Breaking this uh, report down and looking at each region for flatbeds, we have Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the representative city out of the northeast, leading the nation at $3.41 per mile on average for flatbeds. Moving down into the southeast, we have Atlanta, Georgia kicking in, showing $2.61 per mile on average for flatbeds. Moving up into the Midwest, Rock Island, Illinois, $2.56 per mile on average coming out of Rock Island, Illinois. Moving down into the south central portion of the United States, we have Houston, Texas checking in, showing average spot market rates of $2.45 for flatbeds. And coming out of the West Coast, Phoenix, Arizona being the representative city, pulling up the rear, we have flatbed showing an average spot market rate of $1.76 per mile. Moving on, jumping over into the reefer demand and capacity report for the week of June 11th through the 17th. Reefer demand subsided a bit compared to the previous week, in which capacity was tight due to annual annual road check inspection blitz. Reefer load posts declined 2%, while truck posts increased by 8%. That caused the load-to-truck ratio to fall by 10%, down to 9.1 loads per truck. The national average spot market rate for reefers was unchanged week over week. Let's take a look back historically. Reefer load posts in May were 21% higher than in April, and truck posts increased 17%. That led to a 4% rise in the load-to-truck ratio from 6.6 up to 6.8 loads per truck nationally. Compared to May of 2016, the load-to-truck ratio was up by 98%. As of right now, the national average for reefers is sitting at 9.2 loads per truck. And let's look and check to see how the U.S. reefer rates performed over the week of June 11th through the 17th. Even though capacity loosened following the road check week, national reefer rates held steady at $2.11 per mile the highest average in nearly two years. Rates moved higher in Los Angeles and Atlanta, but prices fell by double digits in Miami and Grand Rapids. Once again, similar to last week's report, it kind of verifies the information that came from the USDA report. That's one reason why these two reports are, are kind of you know, if you're working the spot market, or if you just want to try to keep up of what is going on in the market, these two reports are one of the, the, the staples that I kind of lean on when I'm when I'm trying to look at different things as far as rates and and load to truck ratios. It kind of gives you a pretty decent snapshot. And and if you watch some of the things that we talk about on the reports, they kind of mirror one another. And you can go back and look at the more in depth information on uh, both of these reports, but especially on the USDA report, to uh, if you happen to be a reefer hauler such as I am, um, you know, you want to kind of 
uh, um, if you're following the freight, it gives you a great indication of where you need to be and where you need to position yourself. With that being said, let's jump back into the report. Uh, historical ramifications, spot market reefer rates increased $0.08 cents in May compared to April at $2.02 per mile. The May average rate was $0.13 cents higher than it was one year ago at the same time. So let's take a look and see how the reefer rates performed by region coming out of the northeastern portion of the United States, Elizabeth, New Jersey, checking in showing $1.63 per mile on average, dropping down into the southeastern portion of the United States, Lakeland, Florida, checking in showing average reefer rates on the spot market at $1.87 per mile. Moving up into the Midwest, Green Bay, Wisconsin, leading the charge nationally as it normally always does. Average spot market rates for reefers coming out of Green Bay showing $2.66 per mile on average. Moving down into the lower Rio Grande, the south central portion of the United States, McAllen, Texas, checking in, showing a strong reefer market, an average of $2.11 per mile. And jumping over to the West Coast, nipping on the heels of Green Bay, uh, Fresno, California, showing an average spot market rate of $2.38 per mile. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this week's DAT trend lines report. And let's see if I can get over here and get us going on the bad broker report for this week. Uh, if my computer will cooperate with us, we'll get that pulled right in. And there we go. So, this week, not as many entries have made it onto the list, but we still have a, a, a few new ones all the same. Um, this week, debuting on the list is EMR Logistics, Inc. EMR Logistics, Inc. Their MC number is 847-359. FMCSA uh, shows that the trust fund has canceled. They, they have over $19,000 in active non-payment complaints have been reported against EMR Logistics, Inc. C&J Logistics, Inc. MC number is 420-657. FMCSA shows surety bond scheduled for cancellation on 629-17. Over $177,000 in non-payment complaints have been reported. They are considered an extreme risk. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will actually we only had two new entries to the bad broker report. And that pretty much wraps that up. So, see, we got uh, someone with their hand raised. We're going to go and grab Sean really quickly. Sean, you're up and on board with Rico. How can I help? 
wondering about the Panamax uh, ships on Charleston and Savannah. Are they coming into port yet? I, you know what? That's a great question, and I will find out for you. I'm not sure. I will find. I'll be in Charleston. I go over to that port uh, at least three times a week here now, and uh, and and I'll ask the, the people over there and, and get some information on that to find out if there if those ships are coming in as of yet right now. I know they have uh, done the, uh, a lot of. They're expecting a lot of activity from that, but I'm not 100% certain if that stuff is hitting yet or not, Sean. Okay, because yeah, that's going to take a lot of um, surplus or excess from the West Coast ports, and it'll keep you guys very, very busy in the Southeast. Also, watching the oil markets as an investor, I'm very, very scared. I'm not touching that sector whatsoever. The floor was at 45. It's gone through the floor. I don't know where the bottom is at this point. This is really, really good for trucking. If you're looking for a fuel surcharge, um, that should be going away. But your cost of fuel should be coming down very, very well. Right. Yeah, we talked about that a little earlier as well. Uh, diesel prices are dropping. Uh, rates are going up. That's always, a, that, that you know, sometimes we like it when the fuel surcharge is a little higher. We can get a, 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 a little bit better, make a little bit better profit margin with that. But uh, but if you're running a good operation, shouldn't be a problem there. Actually, should be a good thing. Yeah, Anything and uh, I don't know where the floor. No, I just don't know where the floor is right now. It's going to go to forty dollars a barrel, and I'm not sure if it's going to hold forty. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't dabble too much into that. Uh, the 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 whole speculation portion of of that market. I know that's a kind of a um, that's kind of a tricky bag. That's probably above my pay grade. But we definitely, if, if that's something that you do, we definitely appreciate you coming in here and informing us about it. Yeah, it's a sector I'm not touching. I've got other sectors I like a lot better. It's just very, very scary uh, the, the 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 trading on it. There's so much out there right now. They they've got to get the rig count down. There's going to be some consolidation. Uh, and maybe once they get the rig counts down, there's just too much oil on the market right now, and that's good for us. Sean, I got a, I got a quick question for you. You you was talking about um, really trying to tie something in and connect some dots, um, especially uh, Henry Seaton asked me to kind of poll you guys as well. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to see earlier, well, actually I think it was over the weekend, U.S. Today, USA Today did an article about uh, about trucking, about the situation out there at the ports in L.A. Uh, they were talking about the trucking conditions and everything, and and how um, really how bad they were. They really were painting it as uh, some of the conditions that the guys go through out there. Uh, did, did you get a chance to read that article by any chance? And, and, and if you did, do you have an opinion on it one way or the other? Yes, I did read it, and. Here's the problem. These guys had older trucks that were paid for. The business model was working. California and the companies forced them to trade their trucks in and go into a lease purchase on the new trucks because they did not have the finances, and the companies financed them under a lease purchase. At a $150,000 truck, the business model is a failure. At a 
$1,000 truck that's already paid for, that's got no payments on it, it's an absolute success. Right, right. Uh, um, and they were attacking the owner-operator model as well. Um, from some of the stuff that I got a chance to read, I didn't get a chance to really dig all the way into the article, but they would, you know, from, from one point, um, it just really sounded to me as well like people really, one thing that we try to advocate here is read the contracts. Read what it is that you're getting yourself into. And and it it seems like a lot of those guys didn't really understand what it was that they were signing themselves up for. Here's the problem. They didn't speak English. They were not allowed to take the contract to their lawyers. They had to sign it on the spot. They had no choice in the matter. Okay, Sean. Well, I, I definitely appreciate the phone call. Definitely appreciate the the input as well. Uh, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Any any ideas about the contest for the uh, CMC? Oh, not not really. Uh, no, uh, it sounds like a great idea. Uh, great for Kevin to do. Um, yeah, it's it's the same tactics that the Truckboat Carriers Association companies use. They get you under a lease contract where you cannot take the contract to your lawyer. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that some of that stuff that you you know if if you got a situation like that, if the people are you got to kind of your antennas got to go go up and you got to understand what is it that they're trying to hide if that's the case, and you you just got to kind of be a little bit smarter. But unfortunately, um, you know, in this business, you got to look out for your own. You got to. You know, you got to cover your own backside, and you got to make sure that you are looking out for your best interest because everybody else is looking out for their own best interest. And and unfortunately, you know, we don't have people sophisticated enough to to kind of listen to that advice and actually heed that advice. We just kind of we're buying ourselves a job, and we continue to and we wonder why some of the things are never haven't changed for the better for the industry because we've got too many people that are still supporting old antiquated ways of doing business. Yeah, and here was the problem. You don't sign the contract, you don't have a job. Yeah, that 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 that, that really doesn't work for me. Well, we appreciate it, Sean. We're no. gonna grab a, grab another caller to caller here and we definitely appreciate the report. We look forward to hearing from you again on that oil report. I I, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you put him on hold, and let's go and grab Steve really quickly. Steve, you're up and on board with Rico. How can we help? Hey, Rico. Man, it's it's so good to talk with you. Um, I, got, <laughs> I got a ton of questions I need to ask you, but I think what I'll do is just kind of narrow, narrow it down um, to kind of give you a little background of what's going on um, with me. I, uh, within the past few weeks, uh, recently just went online and filed for my authority. And um and I went went in and did it myself, you know, taking all the steps that Kenny Long talks about on how to file your authority and everything. And right. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And my goal and my model is to, you know, in the process of going into this, even before I started going into this, was to go into it debt free. Um, in which meaning that uh, my truck, you know, my truck and uh, purchase of my trailer 
it's uh, 100% paid for. And uh, because I didn't want a huge overhead overhead um, going into it because I knew it, this startup thing was going to be, you know, sort of costly or whatever like that. And so, so and that's, you know, that's the reason why um, I decided to go with that plan and that model. Um, with that being said, um, I got my DLT number. And I also got my, uh, you know, uh, uh, my MC number and all, all that good stuff. Um, does and I hear you. I heard you say at one time that you pay, that you spend um, six hundred dollars on load boards. Is that just one load board? Not anymore. Or is that uh... not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. No, those 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 were uh, those were the good old days, I guess. Uh, yeah, I. I, I, I um, I did some I, I did some shopping, um, shopping around, and when I started comparing different things, uh, and and I guess from different relationships that I was I was able to build and everything, um, I moved away from that. Uh, at that time, that was the top tier low board that uh, DAT had to offer, um, and so. Uh, not not knocking DAT, but I moved over to uh, Internet Truck Stop. Actually, I, I moved over to their product, and um, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't with with the relationships and stuff that I already ha- kind of had built up. I still got the top board that um, that uh, um, Internet Truck Stop offers, but um, it does not it does not. Now some of the things the product is a little bit differently, so it's not really a fair mm-hmm. apples to apples comparison. The the stuff that right. had uh, I had access to with DAT was a very a very robust system, um, and it, it gave you the ability to do a lot of different things. Some of the stuff was uh, for my operation I didn't necessarily need, but I wanted to have at the time when I was doing that I wanted to have a tool to kind of help level the playing field when I'm dealing on the spot right. market with brokers and everything. And that's why I was sitting, right. you know, and that's why I was using that board in particular. But um, mm-hmm. the product that, um, in my opinion, my humble opinion, and I'm not being paid, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an endorse, I'm not getting paid or have any endorsement deals with either one of the companies. Uh, just giving you from my experience, uh, internet truck stops, uh, um, their board, uh, is a really good board once you learn the, the quirks of the system. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's comparable to the uh, DAT's board. Um, I did notice uh, that DAT would get back. Um, it's DAT seems to have been uh, a little bit quicker on having loads, on certain loads or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. I haven't experienced enough of a drop-off to uh, justify going back to the the DAT lower board for my operation, so hopefully that you. helped you. Uh, I know I know that might have been as clear as mud, but, it, but hopefully <laughs> hopefully that helped you out <laughs> a little bit. If you got more questions about it, I'll I'll, I'll try and break it down a little bit further for you. Uh, if you got any more questions pertaining to that, but um, I've noticed that you were here in Georgia. Is that mm-hmm. is that correct? Yes sir. Uh, yes, sir. One thing that you that you that you may want to look into, they are they are here in Georgia. Uh, 
they have a neat little program that they are getting that they're doing. Um, they're getting ready to roll out a, a, a consortium, and this is just not only uh, this is not for just minorities, but this is also for uh, veterans, um, females. Mm-hmm. But the uh, National Minority Truckers Association, uh, they are, they have uh, uh, some some uh, stuff that they're getting ready to roll out. You might want to look them up online. Uh, National Minority Truckers Association. Um, they have a consortium that they have built, um, and it's going to give uh, once they get everything completed and all the I's dotted and, and the T's crossed. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's going to give the ability for some of the things that we talked about here, they actually, uh, that we've talked about on this show before, uh, back in the early days, they have actually got the um, blueprint for that put together and is getting ready to roll that baby out. Uh, when we Before, we, we talked about having a, uh, uh, trying to put together some type of a, um, 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 a national conglomerate or something to where we can kind of uh, go in and bid on freight or whatever. But they have they have right. something that they're actually working on. Uh, I advise you, you know, uh, go check those guys out. Maybe get involved with them uh, while it's still early. Um, but they they have some uh, uh, secured some some pretty decent stuff that from from major suppliers uh, being mm-hmm. able to pool different trucking companies to be able to go in and compete on contracts. Um, oh, wow. I, I would definitely, if, yeah, if I, were, if I were you, I'd definitely get in contact with those guys and get signed up with them because uh, you have to be a member in order to participate in the consortium, of course, but, it, but it's right. going it, to definitely have, have some payoff for you. Okay. I, I'm, I'm definitely glad you mentioned that to me. I'm, I'm going to look into that. I really am, and I and I do appreciate that. Yeah, national 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 minority truckers association. You, you can go look them up. They're based out of Atlanta as well, um, and uh, you can look them up. Uh, uh, and, and they got some really really neat stuff coming down the pipe. Um, definitely go check them out. Didn't they have a, um like some kind of conference about a month and a half ago or something like that? They. They did. They had a. Um, I, I had a chance to go. They had a. Uh, they, they call it a top expo, and it was absolutely free of charge. And one of the. Um, I haven't been to a lot of shows, but I mean, but for a free show, some very, very, very informative information. Uh, they had speakers coming in from um, uh, Georgia Minority. I'm trying to remember the acronym. Um, mm-hmm. The, it's, it's, it's the uh, Georgia Minority Supplier Diversity. Uh, they had those guys come in. They had a representative from UPS. When I say a representative, they had the actual procurement representative from UPS there giving a, uh, um, giving a talk on how to get in with UPS, what the, the steps that you need to take. Um, wow. I mean, basically breaking it down every little thing that you needed to do in order to participate and, and get contracts with some of the major companies. They had people from those companies actually, I mean, literally selling the secret sauce. Um, yeah. And that, that conference, that conference for a free, mind you, free 
admission, but it was open to the public, and it was very, very good information being given out at that conference. Very good information. Okay. That's why I always try to tell, uh, you know, if, if you have an opportunity to go and attend any conference, you never know what might what might be happening what might and what you might uh be able to get from it um exactly. but, but th- th- that was open open to the public and uh it was very 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 good information being given that that stuff from u p s that was that was like literal gold and she she was there she gave out a card she was there shaking hands uh talking to people so you know you got it gives you an opportunity to meet with people potential clients and uh, uh potential customers that you can meet with and, and to try to help grow your operation. And like I said, that consortium is is a, is a major key if you get involved with that um, to, to, to kind of get your foothold, you know, if get on that ground floor once they, once they start rolling out the different uh, uh, opportunities that are going to come with that. And they, and they got some, okay. uh, they, they got some major backing with that, with that consortium. Uh, it was kind of exciting. They got, um, a lot of major um, former athletes from the National Football Association, the National Football League, are, are actually uh, participating with that, and uh, they are, you know, they they are in business and, and helping backing up uh, a lot of the stuff because now that they're retired uh, football players, they mm-hmm. you know they are looking at other other uh, avenues and investments, and and they are helping uh, um, kind of. Um, get some momentum behind that thing. Um, so, yeah, j- j- definitely check them out. I think I'm excited about some different things, that opportunities that may be coming down from that. And that's, like I said, that's just not just for minorities, but it's also for uh, veterans. If you are a veteran mm-hmm. or if you are a woman, female, all of that stuff, it, it kind of gets you in that minority distinction. But definitely go check that out. I sure will. I sure will, and I, I appreciate appreciate the information on that. Um, I know it was um, it was mentioned to me after the conference was over with, and I'm glad you brought that back up because I, I will be uh, digging into that. Um, now, another question that I had uh, with the low board is is that um, right now I'm currently leased to Landstar as of right now. And I was wondering, uh-huh. um, since I got my authority file with the with the uh, FMCSA, could I subscribe to a low board um, with with it without it not being active, or the, does the authority have to be active to have a low board? I believe that, if I remember correctly, that they are going to want you to be active, but I think that. Um, I'm I'm wanting to say that you could do it with Landstar. I think they had a. I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but I would call and ask. You know, it doesn't. It never hurts to mm-hmm. call and ask and, and and find out. You can go on their website and you can get their contact information. You can. You know, I mean, the, mm-hmm. the answer to an unasked question is always no. So definitely call right. and ask and and maybe see if if there may be a, a way to do that. Um, but they yeah, definitely do that. Okay. All right. I, I do appreciate that. Um, what it is, I, I know I've been with Landstar a little bit over two years, and I, when I first got here, I worked a low board about three months, and it goes back to what uh, you guys were talking about, building that relationship, and then through building that relationship, I was able to land a dedica- a great dedicated account 
um, um, with, you know, with, with, with an agent. And, uh, you know, and I had to break away from all of that because this is, you know, owning my own, my own truck is some, one of the goals that I had planned for years and that I had wrote down for years. And I hear a lot of people tell me, well, well you're doing good with what you're doing. It's stupid for you to to quit what you're doing to, you know, to go and just put your name on the side of the door. But then at the, at the same time, I do understand that if I stay at what I'm doing here, I won't fulfill the dreams and the destiny and the goals that is sought for me. And and I know that you know from that, yeah, from that I have to uh, have to leave, sort of sort of like leave the nest and 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 go out and kill it and drag it home for myself. You understand what I'm saying? And so uh, absolutely, and 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 seeds never made skillful sellers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so so therefore, and that's the reason why reason why I'm, why I'm going into this, you know, and I have worked behind the desk, you know, and uh, dispatching trucks and, um, you know, and operating this and everything and all of that. And, and that. and it's like once you get that taste in your mouth, there's something that you want to, you know, that I wanted to, wanted to get back into. You know, of course, in the beginning, I know I will start out with low boards, but I want to develop that relationship with shippers and receivers and work directly with them you know, um, in, in the process. But as of right now, you know, I, I, I'm doing my due diligence to, to understand every, try to understand everything and, um, and, and comprehend on a lot of stuff that, you know, that, that done left my memory and, um, do my homework up front before I just jump into it. Because I think that's where a lot of people mess up is, is that they don't do their homework. They just jump into it thinking everything is going to flow smoothly. But but at the end of the day, my, my uncle always told me that when things happen, it's supposed to happen. But it's how you deal with the things that's happening around you. It will make you a successful or, or it won't make you successful. And so in the process of me doing all of my homework and doing everything I need to do on the forefront, I know what to expect once I get into it, and that's why I'm asking all these questions and, you know, and and trying to not trying but understanding what's going on before I get into this this process. So, uh, Rico, I appreciate the information. That's why I say all the time I appreciate the information you guys uh, put out for us, and um, I will be calling you from time to time. I would love to meet with you and sit down and have a have a have a dinner or meal together at some point at your convenience and but but i i, I would love to do that because you you more of an inspiration to me and, and i appreciate everything that you're doing um um and 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 and, and explaining and putting yourself out there but uh but man i'm i'm going to uh keep you updated and let you know how it works and how it works out and everything and uh and we'll go from there and again i do appreciate the phone call i really do Thank you, and I appreciate the kind words there, Steve. You can hit me up, uh, shoot me a message, uh, shoot me a, a message, a private inbox message on Facebook or something, and we, we, we might be able to make that happen. If you're right here in my area, we, we might be able to sit, uh, sit down and break bread somewhere. So definitely, yeah, okay. hit me up on, on Facebook, and, and, and we'll see if we can put that together. All right. Thank you so and, much, man. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. And let's see. We got Sam here. We're gonna Sam, you're going to be the last caller of the evening. You're up and on board live with us. How can we help? Okay, thank you. Um, 
I just had a question. Um, I've had a problem with uh, Calm Data. I had to get rid of it. I switched over to uh, T-Check, which I think is EFS now. In the beginning, there was going to be no fee, and then they got bought out by um, Wells Fargo and somebody else. And now they've got to where if you use if you don't use your account, there's no charge. If you write one check, it's fifty dollars plus the check charge. But then you're good for the month. You got to pay a check charge, but not the fifty. Uh, who else is? Who else can you uh, work with out here that's got it? That's knowing enough for lumber services and those type of things. Well, that's a great question, and one of the benefits and the perks that. Um, that I've had is dealing with uh, to tout another association, uh, NASTIC, that the uh, small, um, the National Association of Small Trucking Companies, out of Galaxy, yeah. Tennessee. NASTIC, if you get with them and get on their fuel program, which is through Fleet One, um, you can get a Fleet One account, and they have Fleet One Plus checks, and. Uh, it's included. You get a discount, of course, by buying your fuel through the network or the Fleet One network. But another perk to that is is that you can ask for uh, after you've gotten a while, or, or you can just go ahead and, and ask them for a uh, an increased credit limit, and you can use your Fleet One account, the plus checks, to pay your lumper fees. If you got lumper fees or repair bills or whatever else. You can use that Fleet One check to uh, um, to finance that, and and then you pay. Of course, they uh, they they debit your account once. Or at least that's how mine works. They debit my account, my banking account, uh, once a week. Uh, whatever I spend during that week, uh, it's all paid off at the end of the week. And uh, and you can you will nowhere near be spending that amount of money for. Uh, they, they don't. I, I don't have any kind of charges like that. No fifty dollars for to, for the use of. No, sir. That's uh. That but that's one of the perks of dealing with uh. Nasty, National Association of Small Trucking Companies. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, that's why I switched from Calm Data over because Calm Data raised, raised theirs and was charging. You know, and I didn't use it that often. And when I went over to EFS uh, T Check, which I think is EFS now. Uh, like I said, it was supposed to be no fees. That's what we went in at. No fees, prepaid account, you know, just five hour check charge or whatever. But like I said, they got bought out and it's no fee. But if you use it one time that month, you got a one month fee of $50 plus your check charge. And that's, um, and that's what I'm trying to get away from. I mean, it's a prepaid account to start with, you know, Wow. And, wow. Uh, yeah. If it was if it wasn't just for just carrying the damn cash and pay the lumpers, that'd be fine. But when you got an odd number, or nobody has change, of course, and then you have that issue. Well, and not only that, you you and you, you've got more and more of these places going to um, they they don't accept cash. They only will accept uh, a fleet check. So you, you yeah. run into that conundrum as well. So, but yeah, the, the Fleet yeah. One check. If I remember correctly, when you do a Fleet One, uh, I, the, the 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 charge for the check is very minimum. I think it's all. I think it's like a dollar or something like that. It's, but it's very minimal. And uh, yeah, 
and and, and it, it it doesn't uh, it doesn't hurt you as bad. Now, whenever I can, I try to negotiate uh, with if I'm dealing with a broker or somebody, I try to negotiate. You know, I, I, for them to go ahead and pay for that lump or whatever whatever it is that they use, if it's a Fleet One or EF or whatever. And the other cool thing about that is is that uh, if you with a Fleet One account, if you got that negotiated out, uh, you can call Fleet One and authorize another third parties and get it added to your account, and you can write it out of your Fleet out of your Fleet One account if you want to do it that way. Uh, if you don't happen to have that particular uh, check, I know sometimes you may get caught out there and you don't have uh, that that the different checks from all the different agencies that are out there doing it, but you, but you got an express code and you try to ask other drivers for if they got a check or whatever. But if you don't have to do all that, you can just call Fleet One. They'll authorize that. Um, they, they'll authorize that express code or whatever from whatever entity that it is and add that balance to your account, and then you can just write it out of your Fleet One account. Account so you can go ahead and pay your pay your uh, pay for your services and keep it moving. Yeah, I just didn't know how knowing like the fleet one was over. I know the T check and Calm Data. They, you know, they've been the pioneers out here forever. Uh, yeah, fleet one's pretty readily available. Um, if you go to just about anywhere uh, that 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 accepts uh, the 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 third party trucking checks, they, they're pretty familiar with fleet one, they, and they're pretty credible. So I, I I've never had any issue. Uh, using the fleet one, and that's and that's the only thing that I've ever used out here, other than when the broker is paying for the fee uh, with, with with whoever the third party company that they use. Yeah, when I did check with that Nastic there one time, uh, because I was incorporated, you had to go to wherever it was Tennessee or whatever for a couple of days, a conference or whatever down there. Yeah, yeah, that kind of leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. Some people complain about having to go to that conference or whatever, and I, I, I definitely understand that. Um, but, however, um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I just look at it as a necessary evil. I, I definitely like all the benefits that I have by being a, a NASTIC member, I, you know, um, Maybe taking a day, day and a half out of your schedule. It, it is that they're gonna they're gonna get you in there, and of course they're in the business of trying to turn the profit. They're gonna sell some of their other, um, you know, sir, uh, uh, value added services that what they may call it to you. They're gonna try to pitch those things to you and get you in there, and, and, and you know, and just show off their wares. But uh, you know, you go in there and get what you need to kind of uh, uh, be able to build out your operation and, and, and make yourself a little bit more self sufficient. Yeah, and what I've seen as far as the fuel costs and fuel savings, and seem like most of the places that they that they get their discounts, really, if if I use my American Express and buy other places, my fuel seems to be cheaper, and not counting the the benefits of the the points you, you gain on the card. Um, that was my thing with these uh, big fuel purchasing programs. They want you to go to, you know, Petro, Pilot, Flying J, all them, and they were always twenty cents higher than where I buy anyhow. Well, yeah, they may be twenty cents higher, but when you get through with that nasty discount, 
I'm telling you, it's 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 one of the hardest ones to beat. I it's I I haven't seen too many people beat that discount. Even though that even though the fuel may be a little higher, but you you're paying uh you're not you're, you're not really going off of that price. The the Nastic program is is set up on a cost plus. It's called I think it's cost plus three cents. So whatever the whatever the truck stop is paying for the fuel, you get it at that cost. Add three cents to it. <laughs> gotcha. So, so, so it's it's a pretty significant discount, um, and and I, I and I you'd be hard pressed uh, to find one that, that that will offer the same the the, the same. Uh, I've I've had um, people from uh, Loves contact me, and uh, and and they're pretty familiar with you know most of these companies are pretty familiar with who the competition is, and and when I told the guy. What I was using, it, he, he already knew that you know he really didn't have anything to compete to, to compare with it, other than saying, "Well, Loves is not in the Nastic network, and you know, well, if you wanted to fuel at Loves, you could get a discount at Loves if you if you came on board with us." But you know, that's why we plan what we're doing, and, and, and we try to plan accordingly, and not to get caught out there. Well, we have to get fueled at places that are out of the network. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they're out of what Nashville? Is that where the Nastics out of? Yes, sir. They're right out of Nashville, up there in Gallington, Tennessee. Okay. Okay. Well, that's about that was my uh, complaint, uh, and I just didn't well, know Sam, what a better a better alternative was. Uh, yeah, and you, so and you may one, be able to contact. Yeah, you may be able to contact Fleet One on your own if you don't want to. If you absolutely don't want to deal with Nasty, uh, you may be able to contact them on your own. I'm not sure exactly how, uh, you know, what their what their requirements are, but I just know that being a Nasty member, it just made everything uh, a, a whole lot smoother, a heck of a lot smoother, uh, and everything yeah. just kind of rolled in there. The Nasty, I imagine they have a drug consortium program also. Absolutely. That's another thing. That's one of the things that you can do. Uh, if you go to the class, if you go to the, the thing, uh, that was one benefit that I actually like. The drug consortium program that they have, take your wife with you. They'll train you in your wife on how to do your drug testing and everything. And your wife, you of course, you couldn't drug test yourself, but if your wife or somebody that you had with you, uh, is a member of your company, and they get trained, they get certified, then that person can drug test you, and you don't have to go uh, go down to the clinic or whatever. You can do your drug testing yourself because you'll be certified and trained through them and, and using their doctor to certify everything. Uh, that's, but that's one of the portions that they, the trainings that they have at that class. Yeah, because yeah, I, I used to have more trucks than I have now, and I've, Windled down to just a couple, and uh, so it's kind of just fading things down a little bit because of this electronic logs, if they come into play, um, I just think that's going to make it extremely difficult for what I do. And uh, it's, it's going to be an adjustment period for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, in in most cases, how are you going to keep a driver happy? In that situation, especially if you're not a dropping hook, you're nobody that has preloaded trailers or unloading their trailers for them. 
I, I just I just don't see how you're possibly going to be able to uh, to continue doing it the way I way we're doing it. Yeah, we're going to get a little creative with it, I believe. You, you better be a heck of a you be a heck of a lot creative. <laughs> going to have to get creative with pay and everything. I'm telling you, it's a. Uh, yeah, that's why I just kind of just, just dwindle things down a little bit more and 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 just see. That's like when my last truck had a motor problem. I said, you know what? I'm not even fixing a damn thing. I bought, I went and bought a '98. Uh, you know, I just I'm not dealing with that. If if if, if there's any, if there's any rate benefits because of because of this electronic logs, well, good. Maybe I'll have the best of both worlds: some better rate and some paper. I believe that it's it's, it's going to. I, I wholeheartedly believe it's going to have to. Um, we're going to have to see some some increase in rates, but uh, it's it's. Of course, they're going to go kicking and screaming. So you know, uh, we just got to kind of hold the road until we get uh until we can can kind of force the issue. Yeah, no, yeah it's, I it's mean, definitely, just it's, it's definitely. I mean, it's my it's personal opinion to, on this part. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I say, it's going to be tough. I mean, my personal opinion on it, I truly believe they are going to see more accidents than they ever dreamed of. I guarantee yeah, it. Sam, I, 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 I hope you're wrong. I hope you I understand where uh, you're coming from. I, I hope you're wrong. I'm not. Uh, but, I guarantee but, yeah. you I'm not wrong. Uh yeah, I, we don't, we don't want to see There's too many of us old goats that, you know, well, you're, well, you're going to. Get ready for it. I watch I watch out through the Midwest who I run out to Illinois and those places. I don't know what it is about out there, but I see more trucks that have went down through the middle, down through the median, off the side of the road and everywhere, and almost, I guarantee you, over 75% of them I know have electronic logs in them. Hmm. You, you, well, you don't the, see the, the guys. It's definitely, it's definitely the, the hours of service is is, is is what needs to be adjusted. We, with the, they, they took away the flexibility from the drivers to be able to make a judgment call when he's safe and when he's not safe. And I, I definitely agree with that. Unfortunately, you know, this is the way that they, they that, hey, this is the way they want to run, and this is what we have to deal with. Unfortunately, we, we have to kind of um, – so we're going to have to make adjustments to, to 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 make it fit, and and the shipping community is also going to have to start making some adjustments because now that every if, if if this is the way that it's going to be ran, um, the trucking industry can no longer be the magic eraser of transportation, and that's what the trucking industry has been for years and years. It has been the magic eraser. Everybody else can you know they can take all data, either load or unload your truck. And then you got to go and try and get your other load on and run all during the night or whatever to try to make these deadlines, these, these unrealistic deadlines. Uh, but if if we're going to run everything straight in that straight laces and by the book, then, you know, that, that magic eraser is now gone. And so it's going to have, it's definitely going to have an effect on everything across the board. And, you know, race, race I, in my opinion, race doesn't have no other choice but to follow and, 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 and have some increase 
in the race because we can't keep on doing the same thing that we've been doing with these with these same exact results. Oh, the same thing. How like where I pre-book freight for the, the guys that was hauling, have it booked ahead. Well, how how am I, how are you going to be able to do that? I mean, when the broker starts calling, what time's your your truck going to be be over for the pickup? Well, he should be delivering at 10:30, and I'm hoping he'll be out there by 12, and should be over there by two. Nobody wants to hear. Should be, could be, maybe be. You know. Absolutely. You know, you, you know what I mean? You, you, I, I'm going to give you an amen, brother. You're preaching to the choir, but, you know, unfortunately, that that's kind of that's kind of the role that we've been given to hold. Yeah, that's like, I mean, I don't know how. You're not going Yeah, we can't book the freight ahead. We can't. It's just going to be. That, that's why I've just downsized to this point now and. And, and and just see, but like I said, that's what that's the problems I see coming down the pike. Right. Absolutely. Well, hey, Steve, I know I was your last Sam, call, Sam, so we, I appreciate your time. We appreciate and, uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, I try to listen to you when you. I can on here. So. All right. Well, you have a good evening. Thank you for the support. Yes, sir. We appreciate it. Well, he was supposed to be in the last call, but in in the spirit of. We try not to leave anybody behind. We got We'll take a few more minutes, real quickly. We don't have your screen in. Call a caller from the two hundred eight. Do you have a now question? Twenty seventeen would be the last year for the full Ironman race in the Lake City. The Coeur d'Alene City Council made the decision. Hello, caller from the two hundred eight. Very cold two hundred eight. All right, we'll put them back on hold. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Uh, God bless you. Good night. Once again, make sure to go over to the Racing Lanes Facebook page. Give us some suggestions on what to do for the contest, the giveaway for the one seat at the 2017 CMC. We'd like some feedback from you guys. And with that being said, we want to thank everybody that helped make this show possible. Thank you, uh, my daughter Fatina, back there uh, uh, screening the phone calls in for us. Thank you to the entire Les Truck team. Kevin and Lisa Rutherford for giving us the platform to bring this show to you, and for especially you guys for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen and support the show. We'll talk to you the same time next week. God bless you. Good night. And like we always say, keep it in between the mustard and the mayonnaise. We'll talk to you next week, guys. Have a good one.